Hello, it's Tuesday, the 1st of November. And I'm so pleased that Clive's come back, Mr. Clive DeCarl, because we've missed his um, health updates, but he has been so busy right now. Um, Clive, hi, welcome back. Hello, thanks very much, Lou. Thank you. We need to, well, I'm sorry, This I know you, you've had a bit of a break and had, you know, had some chill time. Uh, and I'm going to throw you straight in today with my issues. Go on. <laughs> you got a day? Um, I am really struggling. I know we've talked about it in the past, but all of a sudden it's got a million times worse. I am really struggling with the menopause. Like I'm not sleeping. I I don't get a full night's sleep and I am physically and mentally exhausted. I'm sweating buckets. I've got no energy. Um irritable, emotional, believe it or not. Um so yeah, that's where we are and I don't know what to do because I'm driving everybody absolutely mad. One minute I'm boiling hot, next minute I'm shaking cold. And it is just, it's horrendous, Clive. Okay, so tell me first off, how much iodine are you doing daily? How much selenium? I do a drop of selenium every day. And I do two drops of iodine, but I sometimes do that twice a day. When the sweating gets too much, I'll go and have a, a, another dose of the iodine. Does that help? Sometimes, not all the time. Okay. Not really. Well, it, uh, uh, mildly. All right. So what I suggest uh, is that you try taking eight drops. Okay. Five days a week. Right. And for the next week, uh, try, uh, say five drops of selenium every day okay and see what that does then you could get a, a hormone test done the doctors right. will do that for you maybe um because it may be that you're out of whack with uh, the hormones it may be that you need progesterone let me ask you one of the progesterone questions do you ever get dry eyes no my mother did, does, but no, not so much me, no. Okay, so any anybody, and it's, it's often women who get dry eyes, that's usually a deficiency of progesterone. Right. And so some people will take a progesterone capsule or a, a cream, they might rub in a cream, and they might rub in a cream on their eyelids, which... Uh, My mum has these little drops that she uses, and then at night she has to walk around for ages with this gel on. I don't know if that's the same thing related. Well, um, you know, pr- progesterone is, is the big one with dry eyes. It's worth, right. So worth if, we, I say, for instance, I did, how would you do that rather than getting on the HRT? <laughs> what could well, we do to, 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 to do that? Is there what supplements, what, what's natural that we can, we can put the progesterone in? Yes, that's a good question. And I can't remember the answer. So I'm just looking it up. Okay, because that's that's a big one. I mean, I've had loads of advice, blackstrap molasses, uh, obviously oil of primrose. Um, I'm going to go down and tell you some of the suggestions that people have given me. I mean, other people are saying HRT and I've, I've made it quite clear there's absolutely no chance in hell I'm going to go and take HRT. Yes, yes. So I'm just going to have a look. So I've got the list here of what... Okay. The- this is just the first website that popped up. It says uh, nuts, 
can't uh, eat Can't eat nuts. Okay, dark chocolate. Yeah, I can do that. I have to be careful because of obviously my nut allergy. A lot of dark chocolate does sometimes squeak into having nuts in there, like cacao. I have to stay away from the cacao. Um, anyway, yeah. So what else other than nuts? All right, uh, poultry. Yes, uh, I'll come back to all these citrus fruits, leafy greens, peppers, avocado, salmon, shrimps, prawns, cruciferous vegetables, oats, grass-fed beef, pumpkin seeds. That's um, great. Uh, what what this particular list says? As I say, it's not something I particularly studied, so uh, I can't say what. Well, why would you know? Yeah. <laughs> So I've, had, I've also got aromatherapy. The thing is, every single thing, I don't do fish. I don't like it. I am I am such a pest. I know that. I mean, someone here is saying bark or back kosh and maca root. Uh, black cohosh is a well-known um, supplement that menopausal women have been using forever. Oh, right. Okay. Um, they're also suggesting that the foods that raise progesterone contain zinc. Pumpkin seeds right. would be a good example. So uh, I'm going to go and get some zinc with my iodine. Uh, on my site, I've got a zinc, which has a couple of little things that balance it out, like a bit of copper. Yeah. Um, vitamin B6, uh, it says here, is shown to improve progesterone levels. Now, vitamin B6, uh, again, you can get from food products and people can, can look it up. I mean, things like fish, again, not good for you. Turkey. Dried fruit, sunflower seeds, but uh, one wants to be careful that everything I'm suggesting should be organic because yeah. some of these things have an awful lot of poisons in which you don't want. Then magnesium, I know you're taking magnesium at the moment. What? Yeah. Um, how much magnesium are you doing? Uh, it depends really on a day-to-day varies. My, my standard is four a day, um, but as I say, sometimes feeling a bit groggy, I'll up it, you know, I swear by magnesium, you know, just thanks to you. So, you know, on a normal day, four a day. Okay, well, let me tell you something else that acts a bit like magnesium, um, which is apple cider vinegar. Do you you ever use apple cider vinegar? I do. I have it with um, a squeezed lemon, filtered water, and a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Okay, what time of the day? First thing in the morning. Okay, so why don't you uh, change that to just before a meal, but put put a couple of tea- tablespoonfuls of apple cider vinegar in it. This will increase uh, your uh, ability to digest food because it's acid that does the digestion. Anybody who's been told they've got low stomach acid, they've been misadvised. Uh, almost everybody... Uh, um, I'm sorry, anybody who says they've got too much stomach acid has been misadvised. Pretty much everybody has low stomach acid and taking some apple cider vinegar and water, you know, dilute it however it tastes nice before a meal would be a very good idea um, and might solve a whole host of problems because you know, a lot of people think that they need to be alkaline all the time. But when it comes to digestion and some other parts of the body, actually, you really want to be acidic when you're eating. Uh, vitamin C, uh, another one that might help, according to this site, to boost progesterone. Okay. L-arginine, which you can get as a supplement, but it's in meat, it's in pumpkin seeds, lentils, and for the fish eaters, 
organic wild 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 salmon i should say um so there are a few things there but getting getting your hormones tested might be a good investment okay okay i think i should do that so um what about things like uh, oil of primrose because that's been down for generations hasn't it oil of primrose oil of primrose so what exactly what is it is it exactly what it says on the tin is it oil extracted from the primrose flower uh, one would imagine so, yes. Okay. okay. Um, again, it's not something I've recommended to people, so I can't say, oh, well, that's... No, that's no. I'm, exactly. I'm just uh, searching around on uh, the University of British Columbia. Uh, it says here that they're using progesterone for hot flashes, uh, yeah. and it's been shown safe for women's card- cardiovascular health. Not that I necessarily trust the University of British Columbia, but there no. is a lot of research that's been done uh, around this whole issue, and uh, you know, the, the problem is that almost everybody has too much uh, estrogen in their body, men and women, partly because if you're not filtering your water with a really good filter, and I don't think a Brita would be good enough, that uh, the most common, commonly sold drug in the world is the birth control pill, which of course is estrogen. So both men and women are getting way too much estrogen, which is knocking out in both men and women. Uh, testosterone because women need testosterone as well and progesterone you know uh, as far as hormones are concerned estrogen is a big problem these days particularly people drinking plastic uh water out of plastic water bottles that has an artificial estrogen and people eating soy refined soy products yeah they're, they're in real trouble yeah, I mean, there's already off, you know, because we're hearing all the reports now from the the so-called jabby, jibby jab, you know, there's, it, they really are, they're, they're, they're trying to make us extinct, you know, with the, with the feminisation of women, the BPA in the plastic bottles, the, the what crap coming out of the water. I mean, I'm lucky I've got, I do have a gravity. Um, but yeah, Clive, they're, they're, we're under full-blown attack and... Uh, now they're going to have a, a crazy mental woman with hormones, like literally <laughs> up against them. Um, now, I don't know if it relates. I don't know if, if you can answer this, but I remember when I was at school, my periods, I couldn't understand what all the fuss was about. Just couldn't. There was never any pain. It was very light. It was for a couple of days. And I just and I used to watch girls suffer and take time. And I just couldn't. I couldn't. But now. This has absolutely floored me. And I mean, I'm hearing reports that some people have been in this this state for like six, seven years. I mean, yes, yeah, really- well, frightening. And clearly, uh, you can have your body work correctly. And it's obviously a question of getting the toxins out. When, when you're having hot flushes, um, you know, sweating is one of the ways that the body deals with toxins. You know, when I was in hospital 37 years ago, really, really ill, it was, um, you know, I was sweating so much that in hospital they have to change my sheets every two hours. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm having to do at night, get up. And so if you're sweating a lot, you'll be sweating out all the water-soluble vitamins and minerals. So you want to uh, double down on whatever minerals you're taking like like vitamin c you know everything you're doing if you're sweating you're losing who knows how much could be loads i didn't even think of it like that yeah i I need to double down so i take i do my routine in the morning and i might actually just do it again in the evening 
Well, it might be worthwhile. Uh, yeah, you'll try, know, can I? Good you can experiment to today and see how you sleep tonight. Yeah. That's genius, as always. Thank you, Clive. Now, have you, did you have a good look round the menopause page on the Secret Health Club? I've, I, I, have, I, I did poke around a bit. I did poke around. Um, again, evening pre-rose. I think somebody did mention that black strap molasses on there as well. In fact, I've just I looked. I can't go a find... bit further into it, actually. I can't find menopause as a was... subject. It seems to have disappeared. It was there the other day. Hang on. Well, that's... It, it was there, exactly. Yeah, it was. But I'm not seeing it right now. I'll have a look later. So you've been off. You've been um, had a bit of time off. How's things going? What's going on? Have we got any new things on the market? How's the Tesla? The Tesla stuff going? What's what's going on in the world of live to Carl? Well, um, three days, including or well, four days, including travelling, probably wasn't quite as uh, great as I'd hoped. Uh, but I had a great time. Um, in where? Sorry, where's that for the listeners' benefit? I, listeners? I went to Malaga, which Lovely. I went there because one of my daughters lives out there. And actually, I just rented a place in the old part of the town, which is rather beautiful. And the atmosphere there, the vibe was amazing. People were really having a good time. It felt dramatically different to the UK. Oh, uh, yeah. But then it was sunny and bright you know oh you, you're obviously, it's dull. so you're going to go over for a little bit of time over during the winter months that's beautiful. well i've been looking at airbnbs uh to see what's around and of course off season uh there are bargains to be had really relatively yeah so and you know i could be on mars right now nobody would know exactly. that's most of what i do i do i can do remotely so i'm, I'm lucky like that as far as new discoveries are concerned um, I would say that, uh, well, I could talk about the liver a bit, if you like. The liver's quite an interesting subject. I would like that. I've also actually got a question. Sorry, I got sent a question. Oh, good. A listener. So they're getting to a certain age. They're in their like late 60s, early 70s. And they are exhausted all the time. And they've kind of lost their libido a bit from rather being very, like, frisky, it's it's kind of gone the opposite way, and they're actually battling with that a lot, and they don't know what to do. Can you help? Well, I think everything that we've talked about so far is relevant, <laughs> including, including getting hormone levels tested. Um, you know, it might be sim- as, as simple as the fact that as we get older, obviously we don't successfully digest food and assimilate it where it's needed into the cells as well well as we did when we were young. So it might be that taking digestive enzymes with each meal or apple cider vinegar, which is a digestive enzyme in itself, uh, before a meal might be a good idea um, just to feel stronger just by getting the benefit from the food that they're already eating. Uh, On top of that, uh, I would say that anybody who's feeling weak, you know, fibromyalgia or ME type weak, the first thing to consider would be, are you having enough magnesium, vitamin C, iodine and selenium? And in winter, vitamin D, of course. Uh, those might help dramatically. Amino acids are the other one, or the other supplement that I'd suggest could be incredibly useful to anybody uh, who's low energy because amino acids build muscle 
you know, let, let's say this person isn't digesting properly. So when they eat, they might eat a, a nice steak or something with liver or some real rich in nutrients type food. But if they're not creating the digestive enzymes to break that down, then they're not going to get the goodness from it. So, you know, over 50 ish, taking a digestive enzyme with each meal might well be useful. And particularly if somebody eats certain foods that don't agree with them, you know, too much dairy or too much wheat or something. Again, if they they have to to eat that food, and you know, wheat and so on are in all sorts of foods as a hidden uh, product. Um, again, they may find that digestive enzymes, along with amino acids, uh, really help dramatically. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of they're, they're, they're actually they don't fancy big meals so much anymore. Do you know what I mean? And you can notice a bit of weight loss and just the overall tiredness. Um, that was like the, the the main thing. So would the digestive enzymes help with appetite as well? Um, they might do. Um, zinc can sometimes help with appetite. You know, z- zinc is on the side, just like the enzymes and so on are. But zinc, you could eat zinc-rich foods. But this is the problem as people get older. You know, oh, I just don't feel like eating. And amino acids are the answer, uh, particularly there, because you, you build some, some muscle whether you want to or not, whether you exercise or not. And the prozymes, I mean, with that, I mean, those those are kind of miracle. They are. They really are helping people. Um, I know somebody who, who's had some from you and they're feeling so much better. Do you think this could also possibly help? Well, it might. You know, at the end of life, we we die either from inflammatory diseases like heart and cancer or we die from fibrosis, you know, like a buildup of scar tissue, like sclerosis or uh, you know, anything with an osis at the end, basically. So where the prozymes come in is they dissolve scar tissue. They dissolve the bits of you that have built up over the years that actually aren't serving you. But you have to take them at least two hours apart from eating protein because they, their prozymes are, are a digestive enzyme designed to digest protein so if you, if you take them with a meal well you'll digest your steak really well but that's not going to deal with the fibrosis scar tissue but taking it two hours after a meal or away from a meal then it'll get to work on the bits of you that aren't actually the bits you want brilliant thank you clive they'll appreciate that okay so let's talk about the liver what does it do what's its function and what should we be doing to keep it healthy Okay, so um, the the liver deals with any toxins that that, that we have. That that pretty much everything, all everything we eat, one way or another, once it's broken down, goes through the liver, which separates it into you know, waste products successfully and recycles uh, what it can. Now, if somebody's been told they've got a damaged liver, the good news is that. Livers repair incredibly well, even if you were down to 20% or something of your liver, it can uh, repair itself really surprisingly fast. So uh, you can repair a liver, you know, which is not always the case, perhaps. So um, a good way to tell if you've got a liver issue would be just below your rib cage on your right hand side to poke in and see if it hurts. If it hurts just below your rib cage, then that's that's telling you you've got a liver issue. Um, if you're putting on weight, that could be a, a, a liver issue because the liver 
works in conjunction with the gallbladder uh, to make bile. And, uh, you know, so uh, another thing is if you've got a pain in your top right sh- shoulder, between, you know, between the back of the shoulder, up on the right side, that can also be a, a symptom of uh, liver problems. And liver problems might be from uh, cooking food or eating food that's been cooked in bad oils. <clears throat> you know, when you go out to eat and it's fried, they're going to fry it in a vegetable oil one way or another. And uh, those damage the, livers, the liver. The only sensible fats to eat, oils to eat, would be uh, extra virgin olive oil, but not cooked to a high temperature, and butter, lard, dripping, the traditional sort of English things. Um, Sugars, of course, will uh, damage the liver, especially if you eat sugar with protein. So if you're eating like uh, sweet and sour meat, for instance, uh, that's got loads of sugar and it's protein. So that's really bad for the liver. So... um, uh, what the liver does is it regulates the thyroid, which regulates temperature. So if you've got a th- if you've got a temperature issue, which is controlled by the thyroid, you may actually have a liver issue at the bottom of it. Um, the liver regulates hormones. Uh, the liver regulates whether you're tired or not. So does the thyroid and other bits of you. It sounds but- like it's my issue though. The, the sweating. I know it's menopausal, but. It might be also worth thinking, well, hang on a minute, I'm just I'm covering every single thing that you just said. Yeah, well, let me go, go through the other things that are, okay. that are relevant with the liver. So um, anybody who burps, anybody who's got bloating uh, is likely to have a liver problem. Uh, skin issues, often liver, thyroid, iodine problems. Um, gallbladder issues, uh, I'll talk about the gallbladder in a moment. Uh, hair loss, uh, men- you know, the lung, the, the liver and the thyroid uh, regulate the menopause, right? Um, you know, the, the liver is designed to get the toxins out. And if it's not doing that well, you can be weighed down, made tired by the toxic load. Other other symptoms would be things like itchy feet. Ever get itchy feet or pain Sometimes. in the feet? Sometimes, yes. Okay, so if you've got itchy feet, spider veins, if your feet get hot, you know, people notice you've got hot feet, or your feet are smelly, that can also be it. So if you get swollen, do you have a bit swollen ankles? No, and I don't have any veiny stuff. I've got Good. quite one of that. Good. Well, the veiny stuff, you know, spider veins, that's the liver. Crack, cracked heels? No, none of that. Good. I mean, just for others who've got cracked heels. Uh, liver issues, usually caused by a deficiency of vitamin B3, which is niacin. And not eating enough omega threes, you know, natural fats that you'd find in fatty fish or fatty meat or whatever. Um, uh, fungus, a nail fungus, um, a white white nail bed. Uh, that that's also um, uh, liver damage. Now you can test for, for liver damage if you go for a liver liver panel test. There's one test which is called AST, which measures. Uh, the damage from toxins, then there's ALT, which uh, indicates the fatty liver, and ALP, which um, says wh- whether the uh, liver ducts are blocked or not, or the bile ducts are blocked. So there are loads of tests that can be done, um, and your doctor, if they like you, might consider doing them, maybe. Um, so uh, shall we look at foods that are good? Yeah, definitely. So... Basically, you want anti-inflammatory foods. So 
<clears throat> in not, not too huge a doses, all the cruciferous vegetables like Brussels sprouts, cabbage, um, uh, um, sprouts of broccoli, for instance, and other cruciferous ve- vegetables are about 10 times more powerful than buying heads of broccoli. So you can buy broccoli seeds for sprouting and they only take a couple of days to sprout. Uh, they're very good for the liver. Uh, eggs are good for the liver because of all the choline in there. Um, beetroots, uh, really good for the liver. And the liver's about potassium balance. So um, beetroots and other, other things we're going to mention are high in potassium. Uh, garlic, fantastic for the sulfur. And sulfur is one of the great detoxification elements. We sell that on the side. Just MSM, isn't it? MSM. Exactly. I love that. I, 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 I haven't been taking it as regular. Well, it's good to detox. You know, if you're sweating, I would suggest that you need to detox. Get back on the MSM, yeah. So, I mean, other good foods, you, know, you as I mentioned earlier, you want the omega-3s. So inexpensive omega-3s, tins of sardines or fresh yeah. sardines, if you can get them. Uh, salmon, assuming it's not farmed. Um, lemons. Lemons are great. You know, that's why a lot of people have uh, warm lemon juice or lemon juice first thing in the morning to get the liver clean. Apple cider vinegar, again, fantastic. You know, maybe the best thing of all to clean the liver, maybe. Uh, 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 olive oil. Um, yeah, the more, more you eat oils, natural oils, natural fats, um, the more the gallbladder works properly. Now, if the gallbladder is not working properly, and it may be that constipation is causing a backup. Uh, I'm just writing a note about something to myself about this. I'm writing an article about the, the liver at the moment. Um, so anybody's constipated, what's going to happen is uh, everything's going to back up and the gallbladder can get clogged, you know, full of sludge, and that one way or another, you know, can either block block the gallbladder, so now it gets painful, maybe then create stones, and it all gets pretty nasty. Um, but cholesterol is vital uh, for the liver. Cholesterol is the basis of all the hormones for a start. So anybody who's been believing that lie of... Yeah, uh, liver cholesterol. Yeah, they're the ones who've got Alzheimer's and maybe maybe a damaged liver. I suggest that they they maybe have the ones who've got the uh, Ukraine flags outside their doors. Could well be, could well be. Um, so you know, eat eat less fried food. Uh, don't take medications if you can avoid it. Particularly avoid fructose and uh, eat fresh veg. Exactly. You know, the liver likes veg. Yeah. You know, I like pork chops, but the liver likes veg. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So too much protein can be an issue for the liver. That's um, that's why for some people going on a veggie diet or even a vegan diet short term, I wouldn't recommend it long term, but a month on a vegan diet would be even better. It's seeing, you know, you've got all these celebrities doing this plant-based, every supermarket have got all these plant-based meals and everything, like entire sections, and you almost feel guilty that you're not eating plant-based. But, I mean, these stuff that you're seeing in your local supermarkets isn't going to be the good stuff of plant-based, is it? Well, you know, the thing is that everybody's different. And uh, uh, one person I know, 15 years of IBS issues, he tried every diet going to man, like raw vegan or whatever. And it was when he went raw carnivore for three weeks 
he completely fixed his IBS along with some glutathione. Ah, okay. So, I mean, this isn't everybody, this is unusual, exactly. but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, I believe vegans are in severe danger long-term. Well, they are vegans long-term unless they know what they're doing. They want, need to know about um, the things that vegans are lacking, like the B vitamins, particularly B12, which can lead to Parkinson's and dementia, stuff like taurine, which is vital for the eyes, stuff like vitamin K2, which is vital for bones and teeth and everything. Anybody with an osteo something or other will have a, a vitamin K vitamin K2 deficiency. It's a minefield at the moment. Um, we're starting to just moving on, Clive. I mean, it, it doesn't have all health, but um, I've just been sent over to this. A mum of three has suddenly died after her eldest son was go- after she helped her eldest son get ready for school. These we're hearing more and more of these by the day now. Clive, um, is there anything people can do if they've been doubled, if they've been and been doubled? Double doodad. What, Triple doodad. Do? Yeah, whatever. Can they, is there anything that this needs to stop? I mean, it's this woman's only, you know, she's young. She's, she's a young woman. Um, let's see. She's only like, she's 34 years of age. Yes. Well, dead, and all she was doing was helping her child get ready to school. Let alone all these young athletes that are dropping down with heart attacks and myocarditis. I mean, what's going to happen, Clive? Well, um, uh, look at look at the words that doctors use and the media uses when when they're asked uh, about why people are dropping dead unexpectedly. um, They they say doctors are baffled. Now, the definition of a baffle. Is a, is a silencer. A silencer on your car is a baffle. So doctors are baffled. Doctors are silenced. I mean, you could read it that way. Yeah. So uh, what to do? Well, the first thing is to stop poisoning yourself further. Um, you know, be aware that uh, medications are poisons, antibiotics are poisons, and most food has been poisoned. Uh, not to mention the air and the water. So um, the first thing is to treat your body. Um, uh, like a temple. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we're tempted to treat our body like an amusement park. Yes. But yes. in actual fact, you know, at some point we have to change from amusement park to temple. And uh, so that's one thing. Then start realizing why people are dropping dead. Now, an awful lot of people are dropping dead from heart attacks, aren't they? And myocarditis, heart issues. So, you know, if anybody prior to this catastrophe, had a heart issue the first thing i'd recommend would be magnesium that that would be number one and people are stressed out of their minds so the first thing i'd recommend would be magnesium people who've got low energy aren't sleeping well the first thing i'd suggest is magnesium i could go on and on yeah exactly magnesium is the the first thing that really i think everybody should try iodine is ludicrously important because if you're somebody who comes down with infections then uh, if you've got enough iodine, the blood passes through the thyroid where the most iodine is in the body, and the iodine knocks out pathogens, not knocks them out, you know, whether it's bacteria or fungus or whatever. But because most people, almost everybody's low on iodine, they're coming down with things that normally, they, you know, the human body is resilient. 
you're eating proper food and not ingesting nasty chemical substances, your body should be self-repairing ad infinitum until, you know, it gets too tired and you then finally die. But um, so people suffering, they need to understand these methods of detoxification. Vitamin C is fantastic for detoxification. Uh, selenium, fantastic for detoxification, particularly for things like uh, toxins. Um, charcoal, good for detoxification. Forfeit minerals, good for detoxification. MSM sulfur, as we discussed earlier, fantastic for detoxification. You know, there are loads of things that will help your body uh, get the toxins out. And number one, what one might say would be to get your liver working properly, um, because that that's the bit of you that does a lot of the work. Get your bowels moving properly, so all the poisons are moving out as quickly as possible. You know, we ought to have a bowel movement after every meal, or at least twice a day, or at least once a day. And if, if people aren't achieving that, then magnesium, vitamin C, will enable you to achieve healthy bowel moves, primarily magnesium. Wow. How much we packed in today. That was absolutely brilliant, Clive. We didn't even get to touch on the frequency today, but maybe we can do do it again next week. Um, sure. On the frequency, because, you know, this, yeah, I've got one of your, one of your Teslas. You've loaned me one and it's helped literally even the Daxons. So um, I had to put it on the very, very lowest for little Bruno's teeth, uh, his issues and this big lump that he got on. But with your machine and the help of Marie McLaughlin with her homeopathic, um, right as rain, that would have cost me like a few hundred quid down at the vet's bills. So and the dog wouldn't have been happy. The dog wasn't very happy with having it. No, but he put up with it. It was only like a, a second just over that area. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's a bit of a drama queen, but it's okay. He's good. He's fixed. He's fine. He's forgotten about it. So well, good. I've, you know, I've been using the test of the machines recently because I've done a few talks and um, uh, I had one woman who uh, had hand grenade damage. Quite shocking. And um, uh, I treated, she couldn't open her hand since this had happened. She could open it partially, but not completely, a bit like trigger finger. And treated her for three minutes or something on her hand. She just held the glass rod in her hands and her fingers straightened. So that was pretty, pretty pleasing. Um, I've had people get their hearing improved um, in recent times. Just thinking, what else? Num- got a number of people out of pain. Um, so yeah, we should talk uh, talk about the Tesla devices at some other point. Absolutely. So CliveDecarle.com, SecretHealthClub.com. Um, and you'll be back next week. Brilliant. We're on iTunes. I just need to tell everyone. Uh Clive is now on iTunes and Spotify and whatever podcast providers. So when you're walking to work, you're on the train. Go up, have a look for Clive DeCole. You will find many of his shows up there. I know they're being uploaded as we speak. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out, Clive, because a lot of people prefer listening to play. They don't want to sit in front of a screen listening. They're up and they're moving around and they want to listen to it as they go. So that's genius. So um, everything you need, I think, is on there. And you've also got a link tree now of Clive DeCole. So all of Clive's. Uh, social media platforms have now gone on to Linktree. So you can just go to Linktree, Clive to Carl, 
and then you can choose all the places you can follow him so excellent thanks clive god bless take care all the best bye-bye All right.